Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Hi, guys. Good Hello. afternoon. Hi, friends. What Hi. is Hi. happening? Hi, friends. Joelle, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. I'm just checking on you, Mama. Yeah. Mama. Yeah. I had um, Donald and I were supposed to record yesterday, and I texted him early in the morning to be like, I woke up with a fever and body aches. So and you know me. The morning you know me. I was rest. like, yo. Get tested. <laughs> He's like, it had to be. No, Donald right was probably now. thinking, like, can I get COVID over my headphones? No. <laughs> <laughs> my my heart immediately went to the queen of all things fake doctors, real friends, Joelle, oh to make sure Amen. that she was okay. Are you okay? How are yeah. you feeling? I'm I'm much better today. I think it was just I I am a person who has an anxiety disorder. I think I let myself get too stressed. Uh, it's made me sick before. <laughs> I've been hospitalized for it before, so. I, you know, use all my toolbox stuff and I was like, you know, let me just take a few hours to calm down and then get back in it. And so I did. And I felt much better by like mid afternoon and no signs this morning. So I think we're good. Still scheduled to test anyway, just to be safe. But I think we're fine. Is there anything Donald and I can do to lessen your anxiety? Nope. <laughs> Y'all are great. Okay. As long as <laughs> that's a me and my therapist thing. No, I know. I just, I just, I just, I know it's a personal thing and you don't have to share it with yeah. uh, the world, but no, I'm just, no. but I want you to know that if there's anything at all that's contributing to your anxiety that comes from Donald and I, uh, we can, we can change it. That's very sweet. Donald Thank could you. be kinder. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Right out wow. the gate. <laughs> If I'm any kinder, I am Stan. <laughs> and then it's dangerous. Um, I miss then I'm you like, guys. 
I missed you too. You know what, man? I'm going to tell you something right now, buddy. Go ahead. The world has been set ablaze by Meghan Markle and Harry. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Set ablaze, dude. Yeah. Did you? So, I, 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 only, I only watched uh, some clips. I didn't watch that. Dude, movie. all I had to hear was the baby's skin color. And that was a. I was like, dude, I don't give. I, I, I could care less about everything else. That's the one thing that I targeted on right away. Like, wait, say what? Hold on, what? They said what? <laughs> right away, dude. Right away. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, the but it seems you can't like... get help for being suicidal was definitely a trigger for me. Right away. That, okay, that was another one. That was another <laughs> yeah. one where I was I like, was like wait a word? Second. Yeah, that was really frightening, actually, to hear her say that she she was suicidal and wanted to seek an in-treatment program somewhere, and they were like, no, we're sorry. The fact that's, that the, that's insane. Um, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, the fact that she mm -hmm. recognized it and was like, yo, I need help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's wasn't the hardest part, up. and then they were just like, no, that was nuts. Heather yeah. Perry gave them shelter. Oh my god, that was crazy to me. What do you mean, Tyler I, Perry gave them shelter? Well, he freaking put them up for a bit, right? Didn't they stay at his house or something like that? Yeah. So when they left, they didn't get anything from the palace, and you know, like they don't have real jobs. And so, um, luckily, Harry's mother left him what amounted to being forty million after like um, incurred costs and all of that. Uh, so they were able to get out of the country, but then they like couldn't go anywhere immediately and so tyler perry's like here's a house stay in it it's mine just chill get back on <laughs> your feet per and tyler, then, tyler perry's and then like, we'll next step tyler's like i don't even know which I, it's one of my mansions I, I, no one's even in it just <laughs> <laughs> it really is an interesting story if you know if they if here's where it gets crazy they thought this was the end of it this is definitely not the end of it you know what I mean? Well, they're gonna. I don't. I haven't been following it. You want to be? They're gonna, have, look, they're gonna have to make a statement or something. I'm, I'm dying to know what their side the of the story is. The palace. Did. The palace did make a statement. They made a mm -hmm. statement already, and it was a positive statement from what it I was heard. Pretty good one. It yeah. Was pretty. It, pretty. They were very well much like. Yeah. Well, at least they're hiding out somewhere nice in Santa Barbara near Oprah. Hmm. Truly. And 40, 40 million should cover a nice uh, style of living for them. I think. Agreed. Yeah, I'll take. Can, I'll take forty million. They can just. Chill with their chickens True. and Oprah. You give me forty million, I'm a. I'm what are you gonna do? Good. We learned you're gonna you're gonna build an, a submarine, a submerged. No, goal. that's that's with un that's with like <laughs> the money of forever. Oh, really? So with forty yeah. million, you wouldn't build like a small sub, like a little pocket sub, like one of those ones James Cameron's always is looking for shipwrecks in. This I is how he like, drives too. He drives like this. I would like shipwreck. I would shipwreck. <laughs> Man, that man loves the only thing that guy loves only thing that guy loves more than making a giant movie is finding a shipwreck. There's treasure in shipwrecks. That's like his hobby is like getting in a sub and looking for shipwrecks. He's probably made more money finding shipwrecks than he did with any of his movies, including you and I go you and I go play tennis. You and I go play tennis. He's like, all right, babe, I'm gonna go find a shipwreck. I'm gonna get my sub. I might want one of those subs. Because if I said to you, dude, I got a sub, do you want to go find shipwrecks? You'd do you be remember? Like, Come on, let's fucking go! Fuck yeah, dude! If you knew how to drive the sub, do you remember Octopussy? Of course, man! It's the best James Bond movie ever. I don't know if it's the best James Bond movie ever. When, I was, kid, when yes. I was a kid, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, 
Yep. That was the best James Bond you know movie why? ever. You know why, brother? Because we're <laughs> close to the same age, and that movie came out, and we were of the age, because I remember it was one of my very first, um, I don't know if it was R, but one of my very first movies I attended where I needed a parent to go with me. Yes. And I didn't really know James Bond. I don't know how old I was, but I was of the age. It was when it was whatever year. Actually, Joelle, can you look for me? What year did For, for Your Eyes Only come out? Sorry. Octopussy. Sorry. I'm combining two things. I love Octopussy, but the one I'm talking about is For Your Eyes Only, oh. which was the first one I saw in the theaters, and it was right did around- you ever see, Did you ever see Never Say Never Again? Not, uh, not Say Never Again. Is that what it never is? Say, never, say... never Say Never Again was the movie that wasn't officially a James Bond movie, but it was a James Bond movie, and it was after oh. Sean Connery left. And he came back and played 007. One more time, and was the movie was called Never Say Never Again. Uh huh. I know the title, but I don't know if I saw that one. My brother was obsessed with. It was either um, Never Say Never or Never Say Never Again. One right, eighty one. So that would make me six. That's insane to think that I was at six years old seeing Fear Eyes Only, but I guess I was. When did and Octopussy come out? I just like saying Octopussy. Working out. Are you drinking? That's my grandmother's favorite word too. What are you drinking, Donald? Uh apple juice i worked out heavy today <laughs> i don't believe you're drinking apple juice it's a little early for whiskey no it's afternoon it's one <laughs> and by the way what happened to our health kick it's one and uh covid is retreating and you've got i you worked gotta out give, already you gotta got give up, up the morning. fucking Hold on. you Hold gotta up, give I... up the tuesday whiskeys bro i got up early this <laughs> that's morning. some covid shit we're pulling out <laughs> i got up early this morning you drinking red bull mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you trying to get high too? You on the same shit? Don't even I ain't high fucking drinking a one. Don't put that shit on me. You you're drinking to a one PM too? whiskey, motherfucker. You trying to get high too? I think yeah, Red that's Bull. Right. I think Red Bull's okay. That's right. That's right. You trying to do it too? Don't trip. This is my funny anyway. juice. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is my funny juice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but what were we talking about? Were you talking about how brilliant Octopussy, your eyes only 1983. Is? Oh, Wait. Octopussy, what year? 1983. 1983. That's when I saw. That was. I think that's my first James Bond movie. And when I was a kid, I thought that was so dope. And then people were like, "You should see Moonraker." And I watched Moonraker. Like all of the Roger Moore movies were my introduction into yeah. James well, Bond. Well, we didn't know as, as little kids that Roger Moore wasn't the jam until our sen our senior people he in was, our life were like, "You he need was to know the second jam." He was the second jam. Sean Connery was the first jam. He was the second jam. I think there was somebody in between them briefly. Yeah. Yeah. One but, one movie. One movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the the jam was the, those guys. I'll tell you this right now. I think Timothy Dalton did a great job as James Bond. I just think some of his movies weren't that good. I think Pierce Brosnan before Remington when Remington Steel was over should have been James Bond or when Remington Steel was after that one year and it wasn't really that dope and, and they didn't go he should have been James Bond back then instead of being James Bond when he was an old man you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I think Daniel Craig by far has the best James Bond movies out of all of them by oh, far yeah. well, well of course now they're they're Easy. made with like you know Sam Mendes with a zillion dollars mm -hmm. I think they're really fucking great but Sean Connery dude was was the man Sean, you can't yeah. compare anybody to Sean. Connor. Absolutely, but this was a different type of James. He was a different type of James Bond. He I was know. Very, he was very rough on the ladies. He was, you know what I mean? He was, you know, he was very abusive. When I say rough on the ladies, he would smack ladies around and shit. 
Yeah. What do you mean you know in what his mean? real life? Do you mean in the movies or in his real he life? He would do it. He did it in, in the, the movies, movies too. <laughs> in the movies too, buddy. In the movies too. My point is, I think Daniel Craig has the best ones. I would love it if James Bond is a number and a code name and not a person. And these aren't all the same dude. Because I feel like we might have missed the boat already and this was a big deal. But I feel like Idris Elba would have been the best James, would have been a great James Bond, and and that should have happened, and it and it didn't happen. And well, why do you know that it won't happen in the future? He's not too old to play James Bond. They've said I don't pretty know. explicitly He's... that they weren't going to do that. Yeah, uh, which was what? frustrating. An African American man. Yeah, yep. and then they said pretty specifically <laughs> that they weren't going to do Idris, which was like, y'all are crazy. You're, you're bugging. Make you're so bugging. much money. You're bugging, dude. You yeah. want to talk about you want to talk about box office appeal to so many people. Mm. Idris is a great. Uh, a you know who would have more fucking box office appeal than Idris Elba? Who? Donald motherfucking Faison. No, no, no. I don't want to. Mm. No, 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 no. Come on, let's, yeah. be, let's be honest yeah. about everything. Yeah. Come on, man. You need to put that shit on your whiteboard. Fuck the Star <laughs> Wars nonsense. You want to be James motherfucking Bond? You got to be British to be James. Bond. James Adeyashun Bond. Well, he could, it would be dope if James Bond was a Nigerian uh, dude yeah. that moved to... I mean, there are a lot of Nigerians in the UK, baby. I'm just putting it out there. That's true. Um, a lot of West Africans out there, y'all. I'm just putting it out there. Keeping it right, 100. Should we get into this, baby? Why don't we count in? Okay, five, six, Here's seven, eight. stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's a story Funny episode. Very fu- I cried at the end of this episode. I was my, very moved. Yeah, my okay. wife cried at the end of this episode. Oh, I'm clutching my pearls. She, uh, who directed this, by the way? Uh, oh, who do you think? Fucking Chris Koch. The, Chris the, the Koch. fucking Mac Daddy. Wow. He did such a great job. And who Speaking wrote this of episode? directing accolades, did you hear that I'm nominated for a Director's Guild of America Award? I, Shut I did, up! I, congratulations! I didn't, you didn't hear? No. I did not. I did not hear about this through all of the emails and texts and, and stuff that I saw. Thunder I did not hear about this. Turn my key. Thunderous. <laughs> I, I I gotta tell you guys to be sentimental for a second. I yeah. I really 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 was moved by this. I. You know, for those of you not in the industry, uh, the Directors Guild of America, the DGA, is the union for directors in both tele- directing television and film. And not just the director as the leader of the film set, but all of the uh, uh, assistant directors that work with the director to execute everything. And so it is ul- the ultimate version of an acknowledgement from your peers. So I certainly didn't think when I directed the second episode of Ted Lasso, that it would have the reaction it did. And I just assumed, oh, if they nominate Ted Lasso, they'll nominate the pilot because it's the first episode. But my episode sort of um, kind of showed the show would have some heart and and emotion and drama and uh, and heartbreak. And I, I I don't know. I was so sh- – I was very truly shocked, but I, I haven't, haven't been able to wipe this smile off of my face. I'm so happy about it. It's so amazing, buddy. It's so amazing, dude. The fact Thank that you. your peers – 
are the ones that nominated you too. Yeah. It's really awesome, man. And I got really awesome uh, texts from directors I really love and and just awesome support from from the community. And yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm very, I'm just very proud. I'm so proud I to be a member. I always told you. I always told you, buddy, you're a really good actor, but you know what you are. You know what you do best. You know where you shine best where? is when you're directing, man. Thank you're you. very, very, very good at storytelling. You're Thank very you. good at it. And writing, too. You shine there, too. You're very good at storytelling, man. And this is a fact. And I, 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 I am so happy that the DGA has stepped up and said, you know what? Donald Faison is right. Jack Rath <laughs> does tell great stories. Thank you. you know what I Thank mean? you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's all I ever, all I truly ever wanted to be was a, a director. I'm, I'm so thrilled and blessed and, and grateful that I had this acting career, but uh, not but and uh, 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 to, to, to be able to work as a director and not alone, let alone have have the DGA say, "Hey, we chose five directors who we thought made the best comedy episodes this year, and you're one of them." That's just really fucking cool. And I'm, my younger me wouldn't even believe that it happened. So there you go. There it is. Fairy tales can come true. It could happen to you. That's if you're young at heart. I am young at heart. Yeah, you are. I don't look fucking (laughs) about about to turn 46. Do I look that? No. I look like a kid. You remember remember when Casey turned 30 when she was walking around telling everybody? When we went out that we were. What did she say? I forgot. She was like, I just turned 30 and I look like I'm 26. So I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the show is very funny and very moving. And uh, for those of you playing along at home, it's episode 412, My Best Moment. And, um, you know, it, the structure of this is the classic Bill Lawrence um, structure in which you're, there's all these seeds laid through the episode about uh, the theme being what was your proudest moment as a doctor or what's one of your best memories. And we cut to lots of people's favorite memories. And then only to find in the end when they save the day that this this saving of this one patient on Christmas has become their favorite moment and they all tell it from a different perspective. And it was really moving. And, you know, just by the end, I had goosebumps all over my body. And Donald, you, you said you I, cried. I, I cried. My wife cried. Like, I wasn't uncontrollably crying, but it was like, wow, this is, I am fucking emotional right now because yeah. of this. And it, it you know, it and it has so many... I think what helps is that it has so many funny moments in it. Yes. Like, even when we start off, uh, you carrying, JD carrying Turk and talking about, and Turk telling him about how he has to uh, do surgery in front of the, you know, the family members and how you turn it into a movie where the white family isn't saying anything. They're just staring. But the black family is like, oh, you're going to find a tumor back there. I know you're going to find a tumor. Oh, there's a tumor. And then we address. And the then fact- you go, you go. Did you go to the um, the bl- did you go to the black family watching a movie stereotype in your fantasy? And I'm like, like a bear to honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to say one thing. What? I've been to so many movie theaters before in my life. I'm a connoisseur of right. watching movies. You've also movies. been to movie theaters like in Times Square, which is probably quite an experience. And I grew up in Times Square. That I, that's my actual neighborhood is right. Times Square, where right. I grew up. Are you so going to tell got... us that the stereotype has basis in reality or not? 
No, it's real. This is true. This, <laughs> you know, it's definitely true. This, it's not a stereotype. This is fact. I've honestly never at least, been. Oh, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. It's fact for at least when I was growing up and experiencing going and seeing movies in African-American uh, communities like the Apollo Theater, like the Apollo Movie Theater in Harlem and and all of these other. I went and saw School Days at the Apollo Movie Theater in Harlem. <laughs> and let me tell you something right now. When they were doing the step shows, people jumped up from the audience and there was like this little stage on the side and we're doing step shows with School Days. The Spike Lee joint, by the way, y'all. We're doing the steps <laughs> with the people in the movie with Lawrence Fishburne and and John Carlo Esposito and, and, yes. and Tisha Campbell and Kime and all of these people doing it, you know what I mean? Doing it on screen and in the audience. It's an experience and it's a lot of fun. Right. And it's easy, to, it's easy to make fun of. But I have a question. Do you have it, to be in the mood for, I mean, I, I've only, I haven't not had this experience. But I imagine if it was the right movie, I would be laughing my ass off at people participating in the audience <laughs> the wrong movie i'd be so annoyed i'd be like please well, shut the fuck up absolutely 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 well, what? Go ahead, i'm Joel. just saying it like listen if you're going to a certain movie theater where you know that's prominent even if it's a movie where you shouldn't be doing that i saw precious on the south side of chicago that's not a movie where you're supposed to react but what i tell you like the whole audience was like we hear you girl now run run like <laughs> Somebody brought Harold's chicken in. And so when she goes to KFC, they were really mon out. Like, also, Dream Girls, which is a movie you sh absolutely should react at. It yes. was great. Like, people singing with Jennifer. It just, it's, it's, it's a different way to watch a movie. So if you're in the mood, because, you know, I go to film festivals and stuff. And sometimes you're like, I just want to sit and, like, absorb this movie. This is a different form of entertainment. It's like you're there as much to see the movie as you are to see the audience. And that's what makes it, like, a fun experience. I went and saw Back to the Future. Yes. And let me tell you something right now. I never laughed so hard <laughs> at the commentating on how stupid right. George McFly is, dude. <laughs> this is a guy who goes on to make millions of dollars after Marty, his, his son saves his freaking marriage. He goes on to make millions. I've never seen more people freaking laugh at his stupidity in my life. When freaking he can't put together what, when he finally puts together what the plan is between him and Marty and freaking what they're going to do to Lorraine uh, at the dance. And he's like, you're going to go and you're going to touch her. You're going to touch her. And somebody in the audience finally yelled, her nipples, George. And the whole studio, the whole audience <laughs>, laughs so hard. <laughs> I imagine if the people yelling out shit are genuinely funny. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's a bizarre, I mean, this is such a, uh, like, an a, a experience I, I, I would never had and I would like to have. But I imagine if the people who are yelling shit out are funny, then it would be a good time. It's the best, it's the best. But you got to be the right ever. movie, though. You got to pick the right movie. Cause... It can be, it can be any movie. You just have to be in the movie. Well, it can't it. be in a movie that, you, you know, a drama that you want to, like, get lost in. Right. Don't go to freaking, don't go and watch a movie that Well, she said already. she watched Precious. <laughs> but that works, though. That works for that. That works, man. These, look, think about it, man. Tyler Perry has made millions off of plays that really have great audience participation. It might not be them on the stage and stuff like that, but they feel like they're living what's going on stage, man. Mm -hmm. And he went and did it. And the way he did it was he took it to small venues where he could pack the audience 
with African American church people, mm-hmm. and they can listen to one the gospel, two so they're learning a they're learning a lesson, two uh, they can listen to things that they you know they can experience situations that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. You don't get that when you go to the movies and you're black and you see all of these white movies, man. That's all that's that's all that's out there, man. You don't get that shit in real life. But Tyler Perry provided that. Mm-hmm. And so people so because of that, that's why you have these Medea movies and stuff like that. Cause we can relate to stuff like that. He started something and we were like, oh shit, that's funny. Now, yeah. now, I want to be as rich as Tyler Perry. Okay. I wish I would have gotten on board back in the day. I'm sorry I did it. Yeah, I'm poor kudos. With what? I wish being, I would have not being in not being in this stuff, I mean, but I wish I would. A, I a, wish a, I would have zillionaire because not only is he I wish prolific. I would have seen. I would have seen. I wish I would have seen his vision. I wish I would have. I wish I would have well, seen. You know, he's a very He's employed absolutely. He's employed so many African American actors. It's ridiculous how many he's employed. Like he's employed more than Hollywood has. I'd say by now. You know what I mean? He's put. So many people into great positions, and now some of them are movie stars. Real talk. Real mm-hmm. talk. Am I wrong? No, Where's I just can't the lie? Edgewise. Where's I... the lie? I know because I'm so passionate about this nowadays. I, know. I never knew. You Where's were so... the lie? That whiskey, though. I never knew that. Uh, I never knew you were so passionate about Mr. Perry. I just I appreciate what he's done as an African American actor, and 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 not being able to see all. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I hear you. Not being able to see people like me in movies growing up, I appreciate him. I agree, Absolutely. and I think he's a very inspirational story because you know everyone was passing on his shit. No one wanted to make it. No one was, would give him a dime, and he built a fucking empire, empire. on his own, and uh, and and now has his own studio and backlot, and and he's just incredible, incredible inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's get back to the episode. Um, it's crazy how this all stemmed from African American people in movie theaters, man. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, uh, everyone admires how on topic we stay. Um, <laughs> I left um, when I'm lecturing these med students, and you think I'm giving them medical advice, but no, I'm just telling about which product of, of hair mousse I use. Yeah, I wrote that down. Ruben with your and JD Ruben, special hair. Yeah, and then they cut to gel. Ruben, and, and I toss him the gel or whatever it is, and when they cut back to him, his hair is just perfect like mine. All like <laughs> It starts off, he needs a haircut real bad. I didn't know the gel trimmed it down to the perfect height and everything. I, I don't know what I, – I didn't know the gel miraculously also gave him a haircut, but um, we'll take it. Um, this is the we should we should mention that this is the Christmas episode also. Yes, it is a Christmas episode and has a very warm Christmas message at the end. Um, I'm bragging. What is this bragging about having sex with a grandma? Oh, so then there's this flashback where I'm there's like a what do you call a, a, a gilf a hot grandma? She's a gilf. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that that would be a gilf. <laughs> yeah. So there's this gilf, and JD um, is bragging that he delivered a baby, but it's actually <laughs> Mickhead who did the delivery. Yeah. No, it was his best moment. That what was are you question. laughing at, Dale? You never heard gilf before? No. It's just, I, it's just, every time I, it's just funny. It's just, ah, yes, a gilf. Course. There are a lot of young gilfs out there. I mean, there many, are. Many I don't think I've ever. Out. I don't think I've ever encountered a gilf. But maybe I've I met, have. I've met several young gilfs. I've met women who really? have had. I've met women who had kids at a young age and had sure. or had a kid at a young age. 
and then their kid had a kid at a young age, and that made them a gilf. Because when you look at them, you were like, "Oh snap, you a grandma!" Right. I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of gilfs. I'm sure sure there's plenty of gilfs. I just don't know that I've met a gilf yet. Oh my god. I mean, I'd I, hit. <laughs> really? So you've encountered gilfs? Absolutely, yes. Okay. All right. I can't wait. I can't have you, wait. Daniel? Daniel, have you encountered a gilf? But yeah, no, I've no, encountered no. a gilf or two. <laughs> yeah, see, no, no, you've never encountered a gilf, Daniel. I, 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 look, there's there are there are beautiful women all around. The I don't world say they're not beautiful. Them. I'm a gilf means <laughs> you want to have sex with that woman. You desire her sexually, and she's a grandma. That has not happened to me yet. I'm sure it will. I look forward to it. I look forward to it right well. now. There are a lot of young women out there who are grandmas. Just put it out there. A right. gilf doesn't have to be. A gilf doesn't have to be. Look, let's put it this way. It's not saying. It's not let's saying that's a way. beautiful woman. It's saying I want to put my penis in her. Uh, oh, I don't want to put my penis in. I'm. That's saying what fucking gilf stands for, ass neck. I thought it. it dick lick. Hold on, dick lick. <laughs> dick lick. Hold on, dick lick. Oh no. The, the ILF is, you, you know, you calm like down to... there, all right? Gilf is not, oh, what a pretty older woman. Gilf you, is, yeah. I want to lay my peep beside her. <laughs> no, not beside her. I want to in drape, in her, I want to drape my peep on her. In her. In her. It has to be in. Oh, I didn't know the in part. That's new. Oh, Let me write that down. My. <laughs> I don't, okay, I take that back. I have Let's not get off a, this topic. I have not met a gilf. Yeah, I didn't think you met a gilf. I have not met a gilf. I take it back. I take it back. Oh, yeah, hey, listen, we're 46. We're probably going to meet some gilfs along the way, but uh, I, have, I haven't yet. I have yet to meet a gilf. I take it back. <laughs> I thought we were talking about hot grandmas. That's what I thought we were yeah. talking about. All right, about. let's My get bad. back on topic here. Let's My bad. get off. Let's get off. We're still on the same. We're on the right topic. This has everything to do with the show. JD had sex. Oh yeah, and then I do sort of a a victory punch. I don't know what that was about. Did you see that? I did a little like yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. It's a gif that I've seen. I'm at the lectern, and the gif of me doing sort of like a victory punch. Um, I've seen that before, so that's why I wanted to point it out. I don't think that's the first. I don't think that's the last time you do that either, though. No, but I mean that particular one. I think there's there's like Christmas decorations, and I'm standing in a lectern. I've seen that one before. Like it's like a good gif if you need to say like you are using lectern really well. I just just like the word lectern. Do you remember in in your school, uh, Dan? You like um, maybe you were a a theater techie geek like I was, but your school would have that thing, right? It was a it was a speaker on a cart, and then this part would flip down. To make a lectern and it had a mic and i was on the av this is how fucking dorky i was you guys i (laughs) was so proud to be on the av squad now you might be like what's an av squad Uh, yeah i was about to ask you you remember when you do you remember when someone would someone really fucking cool would (laughs) roll into your into your classroom like a film strip or a or one of those machines that would go beep and you'd change the the fucking slide or or even you know a TV with a VCR. Remember these people? Oh yeah, that was me. I was part of the AV team. <laughs> My hero. That's that's how badly I wanted to be in film. I was like, oh, so I get to wheel. I get to look like fucking Fonzie wheeling this projector into the classroom. The girls are going to think I'm so cute. As I. <laughs> I thought it was just because you wanted to get out of class. Shit, no, 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 no. This was not a, <laughs> as a dude. I thought 
I thought when I was setting up a bit of AV gear that I looked really cool. I figure if you said I'm on the AV squad, you could use it to get out of class a couple of times. Like if no, your no, teacher was like, if no your interest. teacher was ever like, if your teacher was ever like, Mr. Braff, you you missed class. You could be like, well, oh, Mr. Patterson, I had an AV assignment I had to take care of in such and such as class in gym. Or and you could lie, and it would take no. a while for that lie to catch You're up. You're describing to you. a different child. I'm telling <laughs> you that I was like, "Look how fucking cool I'm gonna look wheeling in this VCR." You are absolutely right. You were a dork. You were a dork. Yes, but it's a specific a type of dork. It's like a because I wasn't like a calculus dork. I was a fucking like theater techie geek dork. <laughs> But that's a good dork. Okay, that's a good dork. I remember, I'll tell you even one more level. I've never even told anyone the story, and maybe it's not even interesting anymore. But do you remember the old school giant, like public school lighting boards? They they weren't, you know, nowadays they're all computers. But like, you know, the giant levers. And I just thought that was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen. And I would like, I would sneak into the theater. Like some kids are cutting class to go smoke cigarettes behind the fucking school. I would sneak in the theater and when no one was looking, play with the giant levers. Yeah, on with the, the fucking board. levers thing. Yeah. Dude, you did that too. Yeah. I was the like, best. yes. I was like, I bring this giant lever up and all the lights come up on the stage. Like, is at this a William, career path? Can I have William this as my job? J, <laughs> yo, at William J. O'Shea, IS 44. That was the only place where we have, where I've ever experienced an auditorium. After that, I was in private school, and we ain't had the gym was the auditorium. Right. This was the only time in public school, IS44 in New York City on 77th Street in Amsterdam. I used to sneak into the freaking auditorium behind the stage and fuck with the big <laughs> ass. But they they were only on the stage. There were none in the audience because the freaking auditorium was so big, right? Mm-hmm. The freaking thing is so big. So there's the projector at the top and of the of the of uh, uh, the the big light, the spotlight at the top, yeah. and that's it. That one person got to operate, and then there were all of these set lights that you could freaking push yeah, different up colors. Thing. I remember this. Oh my god! There'd be a lever that was like a full stage wash of blue, and I would just be like, "Is this Zach? Is this this, this might be the <laughs> one thing that we have in common." From high school. I mean, from junior oh. high. I did it in junior high school. This might be the one thing that we have in common. When I just think it's to... so funny. I've never told the story, and it's hilarious that you were doing the same thing. But while That's other kids were, like, cutting it. class to go do, like, real, like, trouble, like, get into trouble, I was, like, sneaking into the theater to play with the theater lights. Dude, I was doing but I was and, like, I, I, and I was like, I hope I don't get caught and turning I, and on the blue. The fact that we've never had this conversation before either. The, I did it as a kid because my parents were a part of a theater, the National Black Theater, right? Yeah. Uh, and they had this whole lighting system there too. And I used to sit in the freaking booth and watch the light guy do the light cues and stuff yeah. like that. And there were times where I would have to be the light cue guy because like, you know, there would be uh, a, uh, uh, um, like they would do stand-up nights. So like the Uptown Comedy Club all of these things that made it to television started at my uh, theater that my parents uh, were a part of when I was growing up. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I remember uh, messing with having to do the lights there. And so when I went to school at a very young age, I thought, I'm so fucking dope because I can do the lights at the theater. I can do this shit at the school, too. Oh, I so should you're be making the one fun of me, but you were enjoying being a light board oh, operator, absolutely. too. 
That's the best. It's like you missed out on the thrill of wheeling in a projector, bro. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but it, looks, <laughs> it looks like the board looks. The things look like you're pushing the Millennium Falcon yeah. into oh, light why you speed. Dude, finally, I was waiting for this to circle around to something Star Wars. The light board handles reminded you of the Millennium Falcon. It did. I, I do remember that. That was really cool, man. You know, it's funny. Nowadays, you know, theater lighting is is all programmed into a computer, and, and literally someone just sits there and hits a button because it's all been programmed. And that's fine. It's 2021. But there was such an art to doing it back in the day when you were literally adjusting different things live on the fly. And it was kind of like, I imagine, being a DJ in a sense, that you had to be like, at the right moment, this had to happen. Then you had to not forget to do that. And like... It was, it was, I don't know. I fucking loved it. Anyway, we're going to go to break and we will talk more about the television show Scrubs when we come right back. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's it's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. 
These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. And we're back! And we're back! Todd's, um, I think Todd's storyline, his, so his, I think his, the be- his is the best one. I think him and Cox have the best one. Yes. So Todd miracle fives a patient back to life. Yes. In his mind, he does. Or he thinks Well, he is does. it his mind or is it real? See, one thing I don't understand about all these memories everyone's having is like, they're, they're supposedly real stories. Yes. It happens. Like Sarah rides a pony to work and it's not a fantasy. That's not a fan. That, that was very <laughs> weird too. <laughs> Thunder! <laughs> like they Sarah. walk in, literally walk into... Sacred Heart Hospital, yeah, front she, door. But yeah, she's not even tying off the pony outside at the ranch. No, no, she's, no, no, she's no. She's riding no. it in the in. She's riding it inside. She's gonna ride it all the way to ICU because she her, has to do rounds. What she is her to, plan with this pony when she gets to work? I don't understand. I guess she's gonna do rounds with the pony. I had a little trouble with the fact that Todd, both Todd, high fives someone back to life, and Sarah rode a pony to work as part of her commute, and they were not fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but everybody's But, but fantasy- Todd's was funny. Todd's was very funny, man. Yeah. But everybody's fantasy was kind of like, like, what was Kelso's? I mean, what was Kelso's fantasy? Uh, he's on the, he's on the, uh, the, the, oh, right. He's on the, he's on the vacation. By the way, you know, it's a funny little tidbit, you know? So, um, you know, sometimes when you're an actor, you're doing a scene, they'll just be like, all right, before the lines, just we need you guys to chatter. You know, you're just you're just shooting the shit and and wait till the camera lands and then we'll get into the scene. So Ken in in this moment is just chatting up some beautiful ladies because he's at a retreat for Plomox, the, the the pharmaceutical company. And what what I what you hear Ken, I'm assuming improv to these two women is well, I can't do this all on my own. Really? Is that what Did he said? Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Yeah. He couldn't. He and there was three of them too. He could have no, called somebody. No, but I mean, somebody. he says the fucking theme song. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get what he says, but oh. it's it's appropriate because he's saying I can't do the three of you ladies by my. This old man can't do the three of you oh. ladies on his own. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I just thought of it as like, I don't know if Bill or someone said you know, add this line or what, but it's of all things that he's flirting with. He's using the pickup line. I can't do yeah. this all on my own. <laughs> Cause he knows where it's going. 
<laughs> well, that was very funny. And I love the running gag of Plomox being like the pharmaceutical, the evil pharmaceutical company. The evil pharmaceutical, yeah, I love that. That's too. just sending, as they do, sending doctors on trips to the Caribbean. I um, laughed at Elliot being scared of tiny hands. That, that made was me laugh. very funny. That shot of her looking down at the tiny hands. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Uh, what about um, Deontay with his dreads? I didn't see Deontay. Is that who? Oh, yeah. Deontay, uh, Donald Standin slash our friend, um, always makes cameos here and there. And he was an, an orderly with newly discovered beautiful dreads. Oh, good for him. Um, what about the flashback? One of the funniest LOLs in the episode is... Are you getting mono? Are getting, getting mono? mono? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so well done. It looks like Super 8 film. And, it, and it, it's, it's like you're panning around the room. You're panning around the room and everyone's making out. Everyone's making out. And then you get to the couch and I'm sitting there with the most glorious mullet. And this girl turns from the, her man that she's making, boy that she's making out with, and just sneezes in my face and then comes, goes back to making out. And, yeah. And, and someone's like, Mono, I thought the only way to get that was from kissing. And they show the fantasy and they cut back and I go, no, there, there are other ways. <laughs> <laughs> this will pay dividends when jd has a child with right. uh with elizabeth, banks. elizabeth banks in the future um this joke comes back around i want to talk about something else you mean because of um there was uh what was it like there was fire friendly well no there was let's just was say the there line? was i don't remember it was It'll come like, back. there was there was fire in the outer, in the general area the outer regions or something yeah that speech is fucking hilarious. I, can, I remember la I remember laughing so hard trying to deliver Why trying that. to deliver the line. I remember that. <laughs> and too. I think I'm saying it to you and Judy, right? And you're yeah. both cracking and up. It's all three of us. It's all three of us. <laughs> and you guys are like, and you guys are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. You said you didn't do the such and such. I, I, and, I, 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 and you're like, are you telling me yeah, that yeah, you yeah, got yeah. her pregnant <laughs> and you never had intercourse? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, This is something I want to talk about. This joke didn't make sense. And this is the first time it's ever happened. Elliot asks Laverne, what are you doing this weekend? And Laverne says, minding my own business. Yeah. How about you? She wasn't really minding her business if she asks, what about, what if Elliot's doing? What, what's oh, Elliot doing? I think she might be overthinking it. I think she's just being classic Laverne sassy. But why did she, okay. I'm just saying. Minding my own business. If you mind in your own business, you know what you do after that? You keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Laverne is mean sometimes. Yeah. Elliot was just being friendly. But so was she. She wound up. It was clear that Laverne, that's just her thing, and that's how she is with, mind my own with her friends. Yeah. Unless like, I'm going to see my nephew play Pip. And... What, well, who's he playing? <laughs> in Pippin. 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 <laughs> But I, I'm not even doing it right because you got to have the face of like, how dare you even ask? You think Assume. my nephew is in the ensemble? Right. <laughs> he's pimping, motherfucker. He's pimping. <laughs> that was my one of my favorite uh, Aloma reads that she just goes, pimping. <laughs> oh. uh, wait, I want to tell you how. What about, the first. Oh, beard. this is the big one. This is the uh, the inaugural. It's beard face. We hadn't said beard face yet either, though. I know. We is this his first line, beard face? This is this is his first line. Yeah. This is the first time we ever addressed that there's a character named beard face. Yes. And then he says, no, it's pronounced beard face. 
And then for the rest of the show, we call him Beardface. It's the stupidest slash funniest <laughs> joke. Now, I think we've settled in that Beardface may be – I've had some feedback from people on my Instagram account because I've, I've been really troubled by the fact that Beardface is so often in the pharmacy. And someone commented that an anesthesiologist might often be in the pharmacy but also in, in, in and around all uh, the other many rooms of the hospital. So, okay. And then when I saw Beard Fosse in your room, I thought, oh, maybe he's an anesthesiologist. Okay. Well, I want to say this then, if we're going to talk about Beard Fosse. Go. We once had a trivia conversation, or not a trivia, but we were wondering what Beard Fosse was in, and I thought it was a James Bond movie. No, I know and what it you, is. And you turned out, you turned it turned out to be a Fincher movie. A uh, Fincher Girl movie. With the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. That still that still starred the star of James Bond. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're bringing so I, it around in, in, in the initial conversation. Absolutely. And it so it all comes back to Daniel Craig. It all comes back to Daniel Craig. I wonder if Beard Fosse got to hang out with Daniel Craig, or if he was just like too shy to approach him on the I remember exactly where it was too. It's on a plane. I Daniel don't think Craig... Beard I don't think I don't think Beard Fosse is that shy in real life. Like I'm, No, I'm... I remember he was a gregarious fellow. He mm -hmm. um I remember he was a very good uh, artist. He was a cartoonist. Okay. He would draw I believe he 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 had this thing, I think, is where he would draw cats in cartoons and he would call it cartoons instead of cartoons. Oh wow. You know I I yeah, talk, and, they were, I and they were good too. Like he was a good artist. He is a good artist. I still every now and then talk to Mick Head, mm -hmm. Frank. You should ask him about Beard Fosse. He talks about Beard Fosse. Beard Fosse has all of like he listens to the show and oh, he's, it would be a great. I think it would be a great pleasure to have him, Frank. Yes, Snoop Dogg. Uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Manly. I think we should have them on the Joel, show. Can you organize that? Please. We've been talking about that could be not an episode. It will be a, a conversation with background performers who became foreground performers on the show Scrubs. And we'll get like the the, the three or four that, that, that the core De Deontay, Deontay, uh, Manly, who was uh, Snoop Dogg, um, Beard Facetti, whose name I forgot. I'm so sorry. Um, and we should Frank. try to get we should try to get we should try to get I'll, I'll talk to Frank, but we should really try to. Talk to uh, Katia, Renee, Rabadou, and Deontay also because they lived the exact same lives that we did, but it never got filmed. They did yeah. the exact those same were all things. Our, just to remind everyone, those were the, the stand-ins that the, the, that the four of us uh, had, and we spent they a lot would of have time with them. They would they have to do all of the walk and talks and everything that we did, but yeah. it never got put onto <laughs> film in any way. So and they were an awesome, and lost. they were an awesome group because we spent all the time with them and we had so many fucking great laughs with those people yes i think i, I that would be really awesome all right, well we that's another show to. yeah uh, we could do an episode that's like a conversation with our stand-ins and we can bring in um like you said renee katia scott rabidou um and if they and if they Deontay. turn out to be and if they turn out to be duds then we'd never air them they it's that simple <laughs> it's that simple they won't be duds they're funny i remember laughing our asses off with those guys yeah, I always laugh with Deontay. I, how about I, how, I, I laugh a lot with Frank, too. How about how JD comes into the um, ICU with an ice cream cone 
Um, I mean, like, like what doctor is coming into the IC with ice cream cone? And then when someone's like, oh, give me, oh, I think it's Judy. She's like, oh, you brought that for the little boy? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I give it to him and I go, it's a waffle cone. <laughs> <laughs> like, so but- forlorn, so forlorn that I've given away my fucking a waffle cone to a child. <laughs> And what's 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 really crazy is that you're not JD's not sympathetic about it either. After he watched the kid come in with his dad, who's sick, you know, the it, kids it, probably it, the kid probably gave me the idea that I wanted an ice cream cone. That you wanted the ice cream, and, and then I come into the room all cocky, like <laughs> I got my ice cream cone. And Judy's like, Carla's like, oh, that's so sweet, you got him an ice cream cone. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a waffle cone. <laughs> like it's almost to say like I spent extra money. I spent a little extra money for that waffle cone. <laughs> that was plus 50 cents for that waffle cone. Oh, boy. Um, um, all right. What else what we else? got? We got um, stealing the old woman's dentures and wearing them around my neck. <laughs> That's gross, dude. That's so gross. That's gross, dude. Now, this and weird she's... gum thing. I give you her gum. I read on Scrubs Wiki that there's, uh, uh, I guess there's a deleted scene where we the gum has a totally different storyline. Like I thought it was something else and it turns out to be bad tasting gum. And then, I don't know, we, we changed oh. what the gum was about in, in post-production, I think. Oh, well that was, you very notice that the gum has Asian writing on it. Yeah, I did see that. Apparently there's a deleted scene on one of the DVDs, which we should, t- we should get into those too. How funny would it be to look at that shit? Wait, Joel, Joel, we should have an episode called Zach and Donald look at deleted scenes. Okay, I love it. I have um, here. We go. Wait, hold on. Let me just tell you what this says here. Um, the denture gum that JD tries to tempt Turk with has Chinese writing on it. This is explained in a deleted scene available on the DVD, which shows that it was originally intended to be what JD thought was eggnog gum. Remember, it's Christmas, <laughs> and he bought it in Chinatown, only to realize that it was in fact egg gum. Uh... <laughs> That's hilarious. I wonder why it didn't fly. I don't know, but um, I want to say, I want to ask this question to the three of you. Go ahead. Because we never meet this character, but this character is always talked about. Kelso's son. Yeah, who, he's, he's, definitely who, an, he's definitely an out gay man. Who could have played Kelso's son? Ooh. If you had to choose. Andrew Reynolds. Andrew, who's Andrew Reynolds? Oh, Andrew Reynolds. You know Andrew Reynolds. Um, it Porter? Am I saying his name right? He was uh, he was the star of Book of Mormon, which broke him. Um, and uh, oh, um, uh, he's in the prom recently. Um, I know who you're talking about now. I don't know. I don't do you know. I'm going to show you his name. picture. I know uh, who you're talking about. I don't know his name though. Let me show you his picture. He's very talented. He was on Girls. Funny. He was in Girls. Yes, he was on yeah. Girls. This guy. Yeah, I know exactly. His name is Andrew Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, Rannells. Andrew Rannells. Rannells. Yeah. Sorry. Rannells. Sorry. I, sorry. I heard. I Andrew first saw Rannells. him in Book of Mormon on Broadway with so Josh did I. Gad. And you took me to like, see that show. I did. Yeah, you took that me. That was the funniest and shit I've Casey. ever seen in my life. And then I, this this guy <laughs> Andrew Reynolds, who I know a little bit and is a sweetheart, has the sickest voice and is so talented. And you know, I I just I just think he's so talented. That was the first person that came to mind we flew to new york because you were like we gotta see you were there already and you you were like fly to new york i got tickets for this play i flew to new york with casey to, this is back when we were making money 
I flew to New York with Casey to watch Book of Mormon with you. And we had a night out on the town after and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, I think it was like theater appreciation week and everybody was trying to raise money. And so at the end of the show, after the bow, Josh Gad, this was my first time being like, no, no, let me stop you. Not it. Let me stop you. Not theater appreciation. They do this um, campaign for for AIDS. Uh, um, okay, thank you. They fundraise money for AIDS, and uh, it's a certain time every year. The theater community, after the bow, all the shows compete who can raise the most money for mm-hmm. this AIDS charity. And they and they they they, they stop after the bow and say, "Okay, we're going to come around with buckets. This is for a great cause. We want to win." That's that. All right, sorry. This is my first. This is my first uh, experience of how cool of a person Josh Gad was. In front of the whole theater, he campaigns for the money. And he did it in such a great way. After this really freaking funny show, he did it in such a great way that I wanted to give money uh, to uh, the cause. And so when he did Wish I Was Here, all I could, my first time meeting Josh, that was the one thing I could think about was, wow, this dude knows how to command a room. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was, I, I just remember going to see that play with you because you were like, we have, you have to see this play. It's so good. And it, it, it was life changing, man. It was one of those things where I was like, Broadway can do that. I didn't know that Broadway could be that because they do some outrageous stuff. Have you guys seen the book of Mormon, Daniel? Yes. Joelle? Yeah. Did you see it with Josh Gad and Andrew? No. So no. Unfortunately I not. I laughed my ass off on that show. Dude, let me tell you something. It's rare that you do this. There's, I can name the shows where I went out and bought the soundtrack right after. Five Guys mm. Named Mo, mm-hmm. The Book of Mormon, and that's it. Those are really the only <laughs> ones that I've ever done it with. Five yeah. Guys Named Mo and The Book of Mormon. And, oh, and Serafina. When I saw Serafina, I went and bought Serafina, un chakachue. And so those are the three. Can you remember yours? Or did you buy all of them? Um, oh, and I bought the Moulin Rouge right after we saw the Moulin Rouge. Ooh. When we went and saw the Moulin Rouge, I went and bought that new one too. Ooh. That shit is fire, dude. That shit is fire. Listen, for all oh, wait, y'all- you're talking, who, the, you're talking about the theater uh, soundtrack? Yeah, when me and you went and saw- I know, you, me this, was, and this wasn't too long flow, ago. Yeah, yeah this was I, went, flow. I went and bought that the next day. I bought it because of my favorite number. There's two numbers in it that I love. One, freaking uh, Chandelier. Yeah. And two Royals. Oh, two, the two best performances in the show, my opinion. Yeah, Oof. that was a great show. I, I think that might survive um, COVID. I think, a lot of um, people from that show got COVID. Did they? Yes. Well, I am. Um, I'm really uh, hoping that as, two, as when Broadway comes when Broadway comes back, I'm hoping that um, some of those big shows are, are able to survive. You know, a handful of them just had to close, and uh, I'm hoping that. Some of those ones like that one are able to survive. It would be great if Broadway can come back stronger. Yes, we all we all miss it. Those of us who love it miss it. And maybe, well, we'll need to support it more than ever. If you're a theater lover, in order to help resuscitate this, this precious industry, we're all going to have to go see lots of plays, which I will do. I wanted to say... I got full body goosebumps at, at the. At, um, it's embarrassing that I gave myself goosebumps, but I did mm-hmm. um, when my character right before the commercial break goes, "Why are you sick?" There was just something about it that was um, goosebumpy. That's good. 
the mystery of the mystery of these people who are have such good intentions who are just sitting there trying to solve the mystery I have like, another like all of these amazing real life heroes do every day and I just I don't know I found it I found I was moved by myself I have a question go did you remember this episode um anything in this episode at all did you remember anything in this episode at all um not much, no. I didn't remember one ounce of this episode. Not yeah. an ounce of not not even a smidgen of it. And that's no. why I think I and that's why I think it like I thought we didn't do any more themed episodes like Christmas or the Thanksgiving or those type of episodes anymore after the third season. Yeah, I don't really remember. I think I remember the weird lady with her with her dentures of standing me through the Venetian blinds. I didn't remember any of it. I, I think I, that's why I was so moved at the end because it caught me off guard. Let's talk about how fucking funny it is when Sarah slams the door on the crying med student. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed out loud. Me too. I laughed. She's out giving loud. the little kid a tour, and she's like, "I used to hide in here." And she opens it up to reveal like the the you know the brand new med student crying because he's had a he's watched a death or something. She's like, and "Hang she's, in there, hang in there," and then she like slams the door closed. She's like, "Suck it up." I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, that funny sequence where Cox's favorite memory is the double Heimlich. Yeah, that's that. Like I said, the Todd and Cox have the two best. The double Heimlich is pretty awesome. And you know, the first he's Heimlich missing was, the jump shot. Yeah. You know who the first and, Heimlich was? That Jared. Jared. Yeah. It was Jared. Jared. Was one of our one of our PAs, office PAs, I believe, was his job at first. He probably. Probably got. I think he. Up. I think he's a, a, a an executive now, or he produces well, shows. I, I'm stuff. sure he does. But back in the day, he started as an office PA and then worked yeah. his way up. But that's the guy Cox's first time looking. Then the gum goes into. Is it gum? Yeah, it was gum. Goes into a, a jumps from his mouth to another random woman's mouth. Then he runs over, and gives her the Heimlich maneuver, and then that goes into the garbage swish, can. Swish into the basket over the garbage can, which he's missing when he's shooting it with his hands. He's right. missing with the paper, but he does it with the Heimlich maneuver and the gum. How about when fucking Sarah is talking to you in French and you go and your French is yeah. I have an I, I have <laughs> an Eiffel Tower in my pants. In my pants. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she goes, she says something else, and you just go, Pomplamoose. <laughs> Pomplamoose, grapefruit. <laughs> yeah. Grapefruit. That's all you know is that's all you know is I have an Eiffel Tower in my pants and grapefruit. That was very funny. And then uh Kelso with a heart. Kelso has a heart. That yeah. was that was first, that, one of the first times Kelso has a heart. Not only that, it was so it was so it was so offsetting that even Kelso has to comment. It's you know the the person that he's talking to yeah, is like, is this really Doctor Kelso? He goes, yes, yeah. it's really Doctor Kelso. Yeah, that little kid warms his heart, and he decides to let his father stay in the hospital, even though he doesn't have insurance. Well, his kid reminds him how much he loves his son too. You know, yes. he loves his gay son yeah. as much as he makes fun of his son. Yeah, as much as he makes fun of him, the little boy reminds him of the goodness. Mm -hmm. Look at that face of my little puppy. He's so cute. All right, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to have a guest. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you. 
We've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. 
LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. And we're back. And we are back. I'm excited. With you at oh, Fake yeah. Doctors, real friends. Let's Same. welcome Natalia Ortiz. Medaglia. <laughs> definitely not her name. Medaglia. 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 Let's welcome Natalia Ortiz. Medaglia. Ortiz Medaglia. Ortiz. Ortiz. What is it? Ortiz. Natalia. Okay, we get it. We get it. Natalia. All right. How are you, Natalia? Welcome Uh, to the program. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Joel, for picking me this week. Thank you. You made it. You made it. You made it. By the way, Joel, has there been any incoming mail so far to the date Joel Monique Gmail? Yeah, there's a couple of letters in there. I haven't opened them yet, so right, I don't know okay. the contact. Right, well, you're, eye, you're eyeing them. You're eyeing them, Joelle. You're just eyeing them right Well, now. listen, I want to remind everyone uh, on the live show, which is going to happen um, March 26th. Right, Joelle? That's the date? Yes. Mm-hmm. March 26th. And um, we are going to have a segment called uh, uh, I Want to Date Joelle Monique. And um, if you'd like to apply to be one of uh, Joelle's suitors, you uh, send an email to datejoellemonique at gmail.com. That is correct. And her name is spelled J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. So um, so, so, slide into her um, uh, uh, email uh, and write a very um, romantic and appropriate message, and maybe you'll be selected to be one of the candidates on Date Joelle Monique. But enough um, of that, Zach. Let's get to Natalia. Okay, Natalia, how are you? Welcome. Good, Joel. I actually might have someone for you. He's my. Oh my goodness! I'm Go sorry. I got. I got to put his hat in the ring because he's just like the most awesome human being in the world. He <laughs> loves Star Wars. I love you know, it. Have like movie quote like you know trivia. Tell you how does he feel about jazz cabbage? Does he smoke that shit? <laughs> he he does. He oh, does. Joel. <laughs> Love it first inhale. We've set the bar so okay. low. Do you smoke okay, weed wait, or do you like Star, Star Wars? Wars? Game over. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but that that'll get you the first date. That's okay. Listen, first listen, date. listen. You gotta have some common interest. There's levels to this. There's levels. <sighs> we gotta have common interest. The guy's gotta love puppies, Star Wars, and weed, or it's or the guy or gal, sorry, or there's just a non-starter. <laughs> so we just need to know the basics. And Natalia, you're saying you may have a candidate. Well, let's right. get him. Let's get him into the into the website. I mean, let's get him into the uh, email box. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the email address. All right, good. Definitely. All right, um, Natalia, do you have a question for us? Go ahead. I, I do. I actually have a couple of questions. Um, well, you get to pick one. You get to pick one question. I'm gonna. Okay, we'll see. You don't agree. I'm of the school, just audience, that um, <laughs> that we we should. The calls are getting. No offense to you, Natalia. This is before we met you. The calls are getting a smidgen long, and we should do one question. And Donald's might be on the fence and say, no, I prefer the two-question thing. Right, Donald? Yeah. 
Well, we'll let the audience decide. If the audience says, you know what, guys, you fucked the whole show up, go back to two questions, we will. But Natalia, you're going to be our pilot program of one question. You're going to get two. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess I'll go with the most important one. So I love film since I was eight years old. I've been actually studying it since I was eight. So like I've studied Steven Spielberg, Kubrick, and like all these other directors. And I just have a question for you, Zach. How did you... uh, like when you first started directing, did you have like insecurities about it? Like when you started, you know, when you directed Scrubs, were you like, oh, even though I know these people, I'm a little bit, you know, uh, scared about it? Um, I, have an, <laughs> inse- I have insecurities when I direct now and, and I've been doing it for a long time. How do you um, overcome that? Well, you, um, um, the way I overcome it um, is being super prepared being the most prepared person on the set. Um, I have to know more about the script I'm making than anybody else uh, that's there. And also having the humility to know that you're not always gonna know the answer, that you surround yourself with a team of people that are your brain trust that you can, that you can rely on. I can't do this all on my own, right? So it's about, it's about bringing on a cinematographer who knows way more about photography than you do and bringing on an actor or an actress who knows way more about acting than you do surrounding yourself with amazing people. Um, and, and, and they're your support system. You're like, I can't, I, you know, not every shot will be amazing, but I can't fail with this cinematographer. Look at his or her work. It's amazing. Um, this actress, oh my gosh, I, I, she's incredible. If, if she's saying these words. So, so what you do is you, you get the best team together that you possibly can. And this could go for a, a big ass movie or, or a little short that you're going to make, um, you know, with your, with your friends as you build your, your reel and your resume. It's about bringing on a, a group of people that will support you in a, in a positive way. And this goes for, you know, obviously any endeavor people take on. It doesn't have to do with just filmmaking. But if you're going to be the leader, I would say um, getting to know the material as, 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 as well as you possibly can. And then, and then having the humility to, when a question comes up, turning to your team and going, I don't know. Does anyone else have ideas? Um, and let's all brainstorm together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. But insecurity doesn't go away. You know, I'm telling you, like, you're always going to, I, I said the other day, and it's true, I get nervous when I'm dialing in to do this podcast. I because I, I want to do a good job. I, I, I want the show to be fun. I want everyone to enjoy it who's listening all around the world. Um, but then then you sort of, you, you, you channel it. You just step up and, and do it. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that LeBron James, before he plays basketball, still gets nervous. Yeah. I'm willing, to bet, yeah. I'm willing to bet anybody. I be, I'm willing to bet any surgeon before they going to surg- go into surgery even though they've done it several times, still gets a bit nervous. You know, I think that's, I think that's a part of, you know, uh, who we are as humans. I think that's, you know, the fear of failure or the fear of success can be debilitating sometimes. And the fear of the unknown, you know? Well, yeah, the, the fear of the unknown can be debilitating sometimes. And it's up to you, Natalia, to say, yo, you know what? I'm going to step up and I'm going to conquer this. Whether I fail or succeed, I'm still going to give my best. Zach's way of doing it is perfect. I'm going to prepare. 
I'm going to prepare as much as I possibly can. Not only am I going to prepare, when I get there, I'm going to be willing to accept uh, uh, more information so that I can get the best from everybody. Yeah. That's a big thing to do. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people feel like because I'm the director, I'm the boss, and therefore it's my way or the highway. Yeah. It never yeah, works. It, it, it doesn't. I it, yeah, I don't find that's a very effective way to. to it to never really in, works in, well in, that way. Inspire people. Um, you know, as a director, I, I think one of the main jobs you have is inspiring people to, to do their best work. You know, you don't want a set of people phoning it in like, oh, I got to fucking work on Natalia's movie this weekend. You want a group of people that are like, oh, shit, did you read Natalia's script? It's really good. Yeah. Oh, where are we shooting? We're going to shoot on that bridge. Oh, that's going to be so fucking cool. You want to surround yourself with people that are as stoked as, as you are. Now, when you're when you're starting out and you're working on smaller projects, that will be your friends and your other and your classmates and whoever else is in your. And as you get into under the professional world. You don't want to just hire anybody. You want to hire people that that really are believe in 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 your project and are stoked about it. it. Doesn't feel like just a check to them. Of course, the check's important, but they're passionate about it and they and they want to and they want to do their best. They're inspired to do their best. And one of the main jobs of a filmmaker is to inspire everybody, is to get everyone riled up and and be a be a be a cheerleader. Right. I mean, I yeah, I I, I get what you mean. I actually. I work as like a freelance uh, assistant director and also like a COVID compliance officer. And I've seen so many times like the director kind of like yell at the AD or yell at me, you know, and it's just like, you know, I take it as like, okay, he's, he's stressed out. <laughs> so I like, I already know my job is to like kind of cool him down. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I don't want to say it's unpleasant to work there because like, I understand that like the amount of work that carries on to them you know, uh, but it's also like sometimes it's like, oh, my God, I have to go into this this guy's. Well, one of the best, things you know, yelling that, fit. Natalia, one of the today. best things, one of the best things I can say that you're already doing that I recommend to anyone that wants to be a filmmaker is as soon and as early as you can work on sets in whatever capacity. You know, you're working as a covid compliance person. I, I've told everyone on the here before I was a PA on music videos and commercials and the best education. You know, four years at Northwestern Film School didn't teach me anything compared to what I learned peeing on on music videos at the end of the 90s um, in Manhattan for like 24 hour shifts. Mm. Um, that, that's the education. So I, I think, Natalia, since you're an aspiring filmmaker, one of the things that's going to happen is when you're on these sets, as it happened with Donald and I on Scrubs, I would go, oh, I don't I don't really like the way that person's talking to the crew. I'm not yep. going to be like that. I don't yep. really like the way that that producer is dealing with everyone when it's my set, that shit's not going to happen. Right. So you can, you're digesting all of this stuff. And, you know, on scrubs, it was amazing. We had a different director every week. So I would be like, Ooh, I love this director. I learned so much from, Ooh, this director. I don't like the way he talks to the actors. I don't like the way he talks to the DP. I'm going to, I'm not going to be like that. So it was all learning, all learning, learning, learning and digesting. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. That actually, that helps a lot. Um, thank you. So look at it. Even you're welcome. And even when you have a shitty day and, you have, and someone's being a jerk, just kind of, I mean, obviously if it crosses a line, you fucking report them to HR. But as long as it's like just some somebody being a jerk on set um, in a normal way, people are jerks at any job. You know, just just look at it like I'm learning, I'm digesting. That's not the way I'm going to do it when I'm running my own sets. You know, just look at everything as a learning experience. Well, I gra I graduated last year in May. Um, like I had a COVID 
<laughs> graduation and like you know even before like like working on my little student films I saw the way that people were you know the way the personalities and the way that they were and like I'm like okay I have to kind of learn like kind of learn how to deal with these personalities you know that's how I kind of work with it and I mean and in my head I'm like oh my god if I was on if I was like the director and I peeped this I would have been like no, don't, don't do this. No, I had, um, I had someone who was, who was, you know, booming and like, they were talking in the middle of shooting. And I was just like, I had to take them to the side and be like, I was like, look, I know you don't want to be here, but you know, this is our assignment. And, you know, we kind of have to, you know, just trying to be, uh, neutral, you know, um, not be bossy because it's hard, but, but it's hard because like, there's a, there's like a line between being bossy and being like, say it, you know, being being what? Being nice. There's like well, a line between a, like you have, to, you have to be a leader. You have to you have to you be, have a, leader. be a, leader. a leader. At the end of the day, leader a leader isn't always a nice person though. Too yeah. you must remember that a leader yeah. is somebody who can motivate people to do what is necessary to fulfill a task yeah right that's the leader right so you don't necessarily have to be all freaking happy go lucky to get the task done it's preferred that it's that way but if somebody's having a problem getting the uh understanding the message that you are sending and is not getting the job done if all is exhausted then sometimes you have to be a little bit aggressive with how you explain things that doesn't mean put your hands on them, obviously, but it definitely means raising your voice, and it definitely means being a little bit of an authoritarian on that part to that. Yeah, person. think of it like a think of it. Sometimes, um, sometimes the job is being a coach in a sense that think of the coach giving the impassioned, stern, fucking pep talk at at halftime. That's what you call it, right? Halftime. Yeah, you got it. You got it. The halftime speech. You got it. Yeah. So, so there's times where you, as a as a filmmaker, um, uh, Natalia, will need to give people that impassioned, you know, pep talk. Hey, listeners! It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress, and let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. 
These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it gets a little complicated because I'm a woman. You know, I, uh, you know, say something or I give a command and to them it's like, oh, she's being emotional. She's being like bitchy. Like there's always those words that kind of like. Uh, float around and I've experienced on a set where like I'm I'm you know I'm I do grip work too and like you know guy the guys would just be like oh you're too delicate for that it's okay you don't have to do that you know and I just I'm just like I could do it like I could lift look at Joelle's face right now. I could lift, like, uh, I, I went to film like, school too so I know I have a ton of women who are especially you know so you're very petite and like petite women are often like like they go to lift something they're like oh don't don't i got it no mother effort get off of my stuff in my job <laughs> my corner it's what i'm doing holy totally shit joelle you. you're telling me it took a woman's right situation for you to freaking say mother effort instead of saying <laughs> motherfucker are you kidding me right now all of a sudden you're gonna get pc when no, now the time to be PC. as passionate as a motherfucker but you to went the point 
to Natalia's point, you're trying not to swear at these people because they're your colleagues, right? Yeah. And right. Natalia, the best advice I got from a woman on set was like, remember their names and just do your job. Eventually, yeah. you'll be in a hiring position, right? If you're going to be the director, you're going to be approving your crews, you're going to be hiring people. Just remember their names. Bingo. Just go about your business. There, there's nothing you can do about it. If they don't do what you tell them, just be like, all right, well, I'm going to find someone else to do it. We have to keep moving. You know, you can't you can't force someone to do the work, but you can absolutely not hire them when it's time to do that. By the way, I love it when I see female grips and electrics. That's they're so the most badass yeah. crew members ever. When they're all geared up with their tools and their belts, they look like badasses. Yeah, that that and camera operators too. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. I love I, lo I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm working on a show right now that has hired so many women. And it's very diverse, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. That's so cool. Um, and 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 so to to see that is so freaking awesome because all we're doing is telling stories, and anybody can tell a story. Am I wrong? Yeah, Where's the lie? Wrong. Where's the lie? You're not wrong. <laughs> all right, but no, in I terms of our all our other genius advice, you're welcome. You're so hmm, welcome. You're welcome, Natalia Ortiz. Thank you. You're welcome. And we wish you luck. And please hire us all one day. By the way, this this um, fan do a fan art picture of us that, that uh, Donald and I both put on our stories. And it was a really good drawing, really talented artist. But then I zoomed in on Donald's groin. And I don't know if it's a crinkle in the art. It's like accurate. In, in the it's scrubs, accurate. It's accurate. But it just shows that the artist chose to give Donald quite a bulge and did not <laughs> give any of that attention to my scrubs. Wasn't there a story about some type of CGI around the growing area of a young Donald Faison from what no, I heard from I Randall? Randall didn't bring that up. Oh, Randall didn't did. bring that up. Maybe Randall did. didn't bring that up. Randall brought that up. I just want to say up. that this artist, if you zoom in like I did on Donald's um, area, uh, really probably did you did you what's the opposite of did you dirty did you did me justice did you justice <laughs> oh no <laughs> but she he or she did me dirty <laughs> yeah, yeah no anyway. wrinkle i got anyway. no wrinkle anyway anyway what movie is this no dogs no chopper Oh, this is the best movie ever. Down Down Beverly Hills. That's the Down late, Down Beverly great, Hills. late, great, the late, little Richard. great Little Richard. Little Richard plays their neighbor in this Beverly Hills, uh, you know, uh, neighborhood. And he, he feels like he's getting treated like shit because he's black. And uh, no choppers. No dogs. The white family calls the police and there's like dogs and choppers and like a SWAT team. And little Richard comes out. And he goes, I had a burglar in my house. There were no dogs. No choppers. <laughs> Joelle, you seen that movie? I have not seen that movie. You've oh never seen God. Down and Out in Beverly Hills, Joelle? Daniel. No. Joelle. I've seen the slums of Beverly Hills. No, when you, you guys got to watch Down and Out in Beverly Hills. And I remember the dad's uh, – Richard Dreyfus is the father, and he's amazing. And his the, he's made his money off hangers. And uh, he has a, this monologue where he's where the, <laughs> he screams at his son because his son's being ungrateful. He's like, it's hangers that clothe you. It's hangers that feed you. Uh, it's an amazing movie. I highly recommend it. I laughed it. a lot at that movie. And Little Richard's – It's Ben Midler Richard's too, movie. right? Bette Midler, uh, yeah, Bette Midler, and Nick uh, Nolte, Nick Nolte yeah. uh, Richard Dreyfus, Richard Dreyfus, 
Right. Um, little Richard. <laughs> Richard. No and the dogs. dog. And the dog. And the little no dog. No chopper. No All right. choppers. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, uh, you can stay on, uh, Natalia, because I think we did it. We did the show. We did it. We totally did it. Um, don't forget to email Joel if you want to be a contestant on Date Joel. And don't forget to buy a ticket to the live show, which is March 26th. Where do they go, Joel, to buy a ticket? Oh, boy. Why won't I remember this? Because uh, it's such a difficult way to say it. Okay, you no, gotta so guys, make it simpler. Onlocationlive.com. It's too much. Can't it be like Fake Doctors Live Show? Is there a way we can make it so that they just type Fake Doctors Live Show and that's how they get I'm there? I'm sure if you Google that, yeah. it will pop up. But the okay. address is onlocationlive.com slash product slash Fake Doctors Real Friends. That's a lot. Okay, it's, listen. It is, but I put it in the show notes. It is every what it week, is. <laughs> every episode. Well, you can can't you do like a, a link tree thing? Can't you can someone... do like a bit.ly or something. Okay, listen, I will put a link tree on my Instagram so right, that you so guys can find it. We'll put links in our Instagram. Joelle, send us links to put in our Instagram uh, okay. headers. All right, everybody. We love Thank you, Natalia. You. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see you next time. Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.